Please be seated. The fever left her, and she began to serve them. It would be easy, it is easy to read uh, this story of the healing of Simon's mother-in-law in a very sexist way. Here we have the story of the young guys come in. They find that she's sick. Jesus heals her. She gets up from bed, and they make her make them dinner. At the 8 o'clock service, the couple that was sitting right here actually got in a little argument about whether this was an okay thing to do. <laughs> you can talk about it on the way home. But, you know, this is an important story, this few-line healing story right here in the beginning of Mark's gospel. You know, Mark's gospel, which we'll be listening to um, this entire year until December, is filled with these stories of healing, stories of healing and stories of exorcism. And so I want us to take some time right now and take a look at the, this one, this first healing story. So now, first of all, at the time in first century Palestine, illness had a lot of social, a lot of social cost. First of all, illness was often seen as somehow connected with a sin or a curse, something someone had done wrong, or ritual uncleanliness. When someone was ill or someone was sick, they were ostracized from the community. They were often cast out. They weren't able to participate in the social life, in the life of the people. Now, for this woman in particular, we know because she was living in her son's house that she was a widow, so she wasn't able she wasn't able to play any social role outside of the home. And she wasn't able to be able to offer hospitality to these men because she was ill as well, which meant she wasn't able to do the thing that was of greatest moral value in the society she lived in. And so, in many ways, sickness or illness it's not something that we just think of in the modern medical model, and we'll come back more to this in just a moment, but sickness was as much a social condition as anything else. So nowadays, when we think of illness or sickness, we go to this medical model. It's very individual. Someone has an infection, they receive an antibiotic, and they're cured. Someone has a broken bone, through a cast or a surgery, it's set, it heals, and they're cured. Someone has a cataract, they go to the doctor, it's removed, and they can see again. Medicine is, all, is often based on the the very specific and precise identifying of an issue, of a problem, and seeking to cure it, to eliminate it, to get a person back to normal. Now, 
what we are learning, what we're learning is that sometimes this model breaks down, especially when people have advanced illness or at the end of life. This is actually the topic of the book study that we're doing in Lent, of the book being mortal. So we'll dive more into that during the Lenten season. But healing in Mark's gospel, that's not what it's about. It's not about this medical curing. Healing in Mark's gospel is actually all about restoration. It's about wholeness. The kingdom of God in Mark's gospel is established when all members of the community, all the people of God, are invited and involved, embraced in the life of community. So we see throughout Mark's gospel that when someone has a demon and they're exercised, that person was an outcast and then is brought back into the fold. In the case of this woman, Simon's mother-in-law, she's healed and invited back into the life of the family, the back into the life of the community. It's based on a view that the community isn't whole. We're not whole unless everyone is part of it. If anyone's left out, there's something that's broken, there's something that's sick. So healing, it's not about feeling better. It's about us all, us all being whole. whole. Author David Urian, who's an Episcopalian, and he's a doctor at Children's Hospital in Boston, sponsored me for ordination, um, one of the sponsors me for ordination, and a, a writer on the Gospel of Mark, writes, the mighty acts of power that heal people's infirmities and are meant to serve as a model of the love of God. It's not an act of physical restoration that brings the kingdom of God. It's the taking of an outcast member and bringing him or her back into community. The the expending of Jesus' power is meant to serve an exemplar to us of how to act. So here we have the story of Jesus' healing of Jesus restoring a community through the healing of an individual. Now it's important to also see what Jesus does. It's the Sabbath. It's the day that Jews at the time weren't supposed to work. They weren't supposed to heal. And so Jesus enters this home on the Sabbath. And he reaches out and he touches this woman. In touching this woman, he crosses the line of a man touching a woman. He's crossing the line of of a single man entering a woman's room. And as he touches her, he's risking himself becoming ritually unclean, of he himself being made an outcast of the community. And he does this all on the Sabbath. So Jesus crosses all of the lines of his culture in order to bring healing to this woman. woman. And Simon's mother-in-law, she gets up. 
Now she has a place to play and a role to play in the family, in the community. And she's brought back into the fold. But it doesn't stop there. It says that she then goes and serves them. In the Greek, in the Greek the word they use is she goes and diakonias them. Do you recognize that word? Diakonia, it's, it's from the word deacon. She serves them. In Mark's gospel, Mark uses it one other time. When Jesus was out in the wilderness, when Jesus was in the wilderness with the wild beasts and Satan was tempting him, the angels came and diakoniaed him. The angels waited on him. So here we have this woman who's healed and now she's doing the work of the angels. She's doing the work of God in serving Jesus and these men, offering them hospitality. So in this healing, we have a woman who's brought from being an outcast into the life of community, and now she's being liberated to serve. To me, this says something about the motion of God, about how God works, how God seeks to work through us. Healing is about being liberated to serve. In AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, the, the, the program that is the grounding of all of the 12-step groups, the 12th step in AA, the last step in AA, after someone has admitted that they're an alcoholic, has repented, has known healing through the program, they get to the 12th step, and it says, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we carry out this message to other alcoholics and practice these principles in all of our affairs. The 12th step in AA, after someone knows healing, is to go out and to serve, to share with other people the transformation that an individual is known to the program. The healing that comes through the 12 Steps program is about being liberated to serve. The healing is about being part of God's plan of healing the world. You know, when I've met with and talked with our Stephen ministers, our Stephen ministers who, um, who are people who one-on-one -on -one accompany members of this community after they've had a loss or trauma or in a very difficult time of their life, as I ask them about why they do their minister, ministry, and the same thing with our lay Eucharistic visitors who take communion out to people who can't come to church, almost all of them say the reason that they are engaged in their ministry is because they had an experience themselves of being cared for and knowing healing. That they had a loss or grief in their own life they experienced the care from another person or they were visited. They say that they serve because they knew healing. They experienced this motion of God.
It actually grounds all of my theology of pastoral care, of why we care for one another. It's about making sure that our community is whole and liberating us to be able to serve, to be part of God's plan, God's healing and redeeming of the world. How are you praying for healing right now? Is it physical healing? Is it healing from a loss or a grief in your life? Is it healing from a change in circumstances or a difficult relationship or wondering what to do next? How is God healing you right now? How is God bringing about a wholeness in you? And is that healing? Is that an invitation to serve? to be part of God's redeeming work in the world. God is healing you and me and bringing us together so that we may serve the world. Amen.